0: Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success, where our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about a four-part formula for becoming a people-first leader. And we'll do that in just seven minutes with Kyle Gillette. Now, Kyle has helped small business owners and leaders around the world take their businesses from good to great. He's an ICF certified coach, behavioral analyst, and creator of the SAGE Mindset Framework that helps leaders and small business owners become the leaders they're meant to be. As a mindset coach, helping clients understand their thoughts and how they affect their lives and their business, Kyle understands what it takes for someone's mindset to change. SAGE is an acronym for self-awareness, accountability growth and empowerment kyle what a fantastic trade name i love it very much so tell us sir who's your ideal client yeah thank you so much
1: bill for having me on i appreciate it i would say my ideal client is that busy and overwhelmed business owner i love to work with business owners Because they're the decision makers and they can move the needle whenever they need to. We don't have to go through tape, let's call it. Often they flatlined in their personal development or their business growth. And because of that, they're in this rut. They're in this this hole even sometimes. So I work with those small business owners. And they're typically in the small business service-based industries with 15 to 25 employees, 5 to 25
0: employees. So flesh out a bit that problem you just identified, this flatline phenomenon. So what is, what is that problem in sort of layman's terms?
1: Yeah, typically they get in their heads with their leadership abilities or they're feeling like an imposter or they get so busy with the work that they're trying to get done. They've taken on the work of way too many people and they're, they're being the, the person that does the work rather than the one that's leading the work. And this creates a flat line in their own personal development and in their business and prevents so many other innovations and opportunities for both of those, both of those arenas.
0: Now, you mentioned at least uh, in that little in that explanation, one, what I'll call symptom uh, or feeling or, or, or whatever. So what are the typical feelings going on in somebody's uh, body that would signal them, Kyle, to reach out and talk to you? You know, when when I'm coaching my clients, often there's this energy
1: shift that happens. Today, I was coaching a real estate business owner, and we were talking about all the things he needed to get done. And he was really excited about this, reaching out to luxury business, or not business, but luxury homeowners, and really pumped about that. And then we started to talk about what he needed to get done to make that happen. And his energy just tanked. He he went from super pumped to overwhelmed and feeling very stressed by all the work. So often what I notice in people is that big energy shift in their body, how that changes in them when something doesn't fit very well. They f- feel really uncomfortable with the topic or with the ar- arena that we're working on. And then we go into it. We go after that because that's a huge sign that something's off and then it, it needs
0: to be addressed. So which- I, I can envision Kyle, how you are able to help people. A lot of the people you're talking about, though, are kind of hardwired from birth to do things themselves. So when they try to solve this problem you've described themselves, what kind of mistakes do potentially our listeners make and are making maybe right now?
1: They haven't connected the dots that their mindset is part of the problem, right? Since they're often entrepreneurs of that dominant mentality and they, they believe they can get everything done and anything done, which is mostly true. They get to this point in their business, especially in that range, you know, that five to 25 employees, where they can't do it on their own and their mindset is getting in the way, whereas before it was what drove them forward. So now there's these shifts that need to happen. So when I do that and help them with those shifts, again, they get that traction again and they're rocking and rolling again, and they have a new set of, you could call it control, a new set of responsibilities that they can go after and and be the one in charge of them. But they've brought other people along with them in the process, which allows them to be far more successful than before. But that switch from when you, you have, you know, two, three, four, five employees to now you're doubling up that number. It's a lot harder to run the business, quote, on your own. And that's often the, the, the big headache,
0: you could call it. Okay. So of all the things that maybe you would help somebody do, can you tell us one single thing action they could take a free action all they need to know is what it is and what to do what would that action be Kyle yeah stop telling people what to do and start asking questions Spend a
1: heck of a lot more time asking questions of the people that work for you because for whatever reason when you originally hired them you thought they would be very helpful for you and then often it's easy to get in the mode of just getting things done. That we forget that there's brilliant people all around us, whether they work for us or not. But there's brilliant people all around us. That if you ask them some good questions, they're going to give you some really powerful insights oh, and help a, you
0: move forward. Beautiful. What sort of ratio do you recommend? Listen versus versus ask questions.
1: Yeah in in terms of straight up conversations that aren't about solving problems whatever is comfortable. But when it comes to you're trying to solve a problem, 60, 40, you're listening oh, okay. 60 and you're talking 40% because you're the leader. So you do need to interject and not just stand there and, and wait. There, there is some interjection, but in a very perfectly ideal scenario, we're 75.5, where the, beautiful. the leader is-
0: 25, beautiful. So yeah. I know I can see here, you've got a valuable gift all lined up for people. So what is that gift? And where would they go, Kyle, on your website to get their hands on it?
1: Yeah, so I have an accountability guide because often that's the issue with with business owners is they they struggle with that. And so I created a a process Well, I basically reverse engineered the process I use because it has worked wonders for my business and for the people I work with. And it's called a Sage accountability guide. You could find it at the top. There's a button at the top. You can click it. There's buttons and links everywhere on the website, but you can get that and it walks you through the process step-by-step to apply this four-part or five-part process.
0: Once again, the website is? SageMindset.com. SageMindset.com, nice name. So Kyle, look, got about 75 seconds left. And I told you I'd ask you seven questions, but I only had six written down here. So what question were you waiting for me to ask you? And what's the answer to that unasked question?
1: Yeah, I mean, what makes Sage Framework work for my clients is is the question. And the answer is, if you picture a leadership house, a metaphor of a leadership house, self-awareness is the foundation to any great leader's leadership. If they don't have self-awareness, you can't build any sort of leadership on that. Accountability is the nails that holds that leadership house together. So we build that accountability when I'm working with my clients. Growth is the, the walls and the roof of that leadership. And at times, as you grow as a leader and as your business grows, you have to remodel that leadership, you have to remodel that house to fit what you're doing and who you're doing it with. And then finally empowerment is the windows and doors. It's the idea that people can see into your leadership and step into your leadership through those doors and windows, but they also, those that you're leading can see out of those windows and, and walk out that door because you've empowered them so much that they're ready to go take on their own challenges. And when I help my clients by coaching them through that framework, They get that self-awareness they need that they don't have. And they don't even know that they don't have because otherwise they would have it. (laughs) They get that accountability in place so they can continue down the path they want to be on. Of course, we create that growth mindset so that when they get to this stage that didn't think they could get to, they continue going forward. And, And lastly, the empowerment is the people that they need around them to make all of this possible. And that's the framework that I use to
0: move my clients from good to great. Beautiful. I love it. I love it very much. Thank you, Kyle. That was beautiful. I enjoyed it very much. So everybody, now look, in closing, let's focus on a single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner, you and I, first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Kyle told you all about that. Listen to Kyle Gillette. So thanks for listening, Kyle. Once again, thanks for being here with us. Thank you.